Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series, where we talk about practical strategies and tactics to help grow your business. Today, I'm super excited to be joined by Lauren Berry, Senior Product Marketing Manager from Brightcove. Brightcove, guys, is an absolute um, just powerhouse when it comes to video marketing and capabilities uh, for your video uh, campaigns. And uh, I was super excited when I came across an article about two weeks ago on Bright um, about Brightcove that was on Martech today.com. And when I read about it, I was like, I got to get somebody from Brightcove to come on the show and talk about this new product that they've launched, um, the uh, a, a, a video campaign app that really lets marketers create, manage, and analyze their video uh, campaigns all in one tool. Because I know in, in, as far as being a digital marketer myself and running campaigns for our clients, being able to provide insight and information and data based on your campaigns is really important. So, uh, Lauren, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, um, Lauren, tell me a little bit about how the idea of having an app, a, a, a video campaign app, how did that idea come about? Great question. Uh, we had a, we actually did a program which is called Design Thinking last year, and we started about last fall. We did interviews with demand gen marketers and field marketers. It's probably about 12 or 13 different customers and prospects that we've had. So we went out and we had conversations with them, talking through the challenges that they face, common issues that they have in their day-to-day workflows, and sort of just seeing where um, we could optimize their usage of video within uh, campaign creation. So we did 12 over the phone, and we actually did about six on-sites. And then after we did that, we had a three-day workshop where we literally sat in a room, started to draw things out on Post-it notes and stick them to the wall and create, uh, we created wireframes and profiles on sheets of paper and just sort of talk through the different challenges we were seeing from the customers and the ways that we might be able to solve it from uh, an application standpoint. So it was a really fun exercise. I've been in product marketing for over 10 years and I've never done that before. And it was just really uh, cool to sort of see something come from conversations we've had with similar uh, people that are listening to this podcast uh, and sort of get these that come from talking about their challenges and and why they aren't using video as much because it's hard for them to get it into their campaigns. It's hard for them to track it. It's another tool that they'd have to log into to actually a product that solves some of those challenges. So it was a really, really great experience. Yeah. I mean that, that the, the going through the exercise of, uh, you know, leveraging, um, you know, design thinking and, and how, you know, trend, I don't know if trends is the right word, but I guess patterns to me is what kind of, you know, having worked with uh, Florida State University and their innovation hub here in Tallahassee uh, and gone through a couple of design thinking workshops with them, 
Uh, and, and it's so funny when you talk about the, the sticky notes, um, you know, and, and how when you've got all these colors that represent, you know, sort of categories and then you start to see things literally take shape, um, you know, and, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, we didn't really think about collecting that feedback and, and how that really kind of, um, you know, shapes and forms and and. Um, provides insight into the direction. The other thing that I think that's really interesting for those who are listening to the show, and when Lauren said, um, you know, it was based on design thinking, I think it's important to say, because some people might think that you guys got out like Photoshop and designed something. Um, and, and design thinking is not like that. It's, it's more of a connection of you know, uh, a human behavior or a pattern that is in society and looking at it from from that standpoint and then using information and input um, and creating a, a, a flow or a, a methodology, logical methodology based on that to design and problem solve. So that is so cool to hear that you guys implemented that um, to come up with a product. I mean, you guys work with some major brands. I mean, General Motors, uh, Oracle, GoDaddy, Ford, the BBC, Planet Fitness. I mean, you guys have some big, big players. And I know that, you know, on our show, we've got, you know, brands that are represent freelancers and, and or companies that are, you know, just local mom and pop operations uh, all the way up to statewide organizations and even national brands that listen to the show. So, I think the, the one thing, um, no matter who you are or how big or how small your company is, I, I feel like you could probably share with us, like, what are the three best, the absolute must-haves when you're thinking about a video campaign and putting it together? Again, what are the three core things that we should probably think about? Yeah, uh some of the three, the top three things that I like to say from my perspective is that a strategy is key. Even if it's a simple video that you're looking to get out, uh, making sure that you understand what the video is going to say, the goal of having that video created, and also sharing that with your team. It might be a team of two, but making sure that your team is also on board with the strategy that you're doing not only helps you sort of get the idea, flesh it out, uh, get feedback on the idea, but also have their support when it's going out. I think the second piece, aside from the strategy, is understanding what channels you're going to have it go out to. So if it's going on your website or if it's going on separate social channels, you need to make sure that your video is optimized for it. So if it's on your website, make sure it's a little bit of a higher quality, uh, higher resolution video so that it's not grainy when it's on your website. But if you're going to social channels, you need to under, especially if you're doing something like Twitter, you need to make sure that video is under 30 seconds because Twitter is that scroll, 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 scroll type channel. And if it doesn't catch their eye and it's not, and it's too long, people will just keep scrolling by it. Whereas Facebook and YouTube, you're able to have sort of a longer form video Facebook, I believe, is about uh, a minute and a half, and YouTube, I believe, is about five minutes, but they they recommend you optimize those videos for. And then the final thing that I would say, number three, would be even if you want to have it be a little bit more of a candid video or off-the-cuff video, understanding the talking points that you want to get across is important because, again, it sort of impacts that strategy. Make sure you're hitting the messaging points that you want to get out and make sure that you are getting across 
um, what you're trying to get from that video and making it as successful as you can. Lauren, I, I love that. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think you, you are absolutely correct that, you know, really the three things are number one, have a strategy. Number two, uh, make sure your content format is appropriate for the platform. Uh, and number three is, you know, to have an outline or have a have intentional direction, but be somewhere between, you know, uh, a script and off the cuff so that, you know, you, you don't find yourself, oh, gosh, I wish I would have covered this. You know, that's the worst thing to, uh, I think, for you to, to have after you've done a, a video shoot is is to have that, you know, oh, gosh, moment of I wish we would have covered that. You know, I think that it is it is interesting, too, that when you talk about the format piece, uh, this is a feed, quite a bit of feedback that we get from clients who, you know, are just like, you know, Michael, we just we can't do video. It's it's too expensive or it takes too long. We don't really know how it is. We don't really have a, a an on camera personality. I mean, all the different excuses that I've heard of why you can't do video. Like, I, 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 th I feel like, and maybe you can speak to this, like how critically important, what are, what are some of the data points that when video is used um, have such a dramatic uh, impact on your campaign? I know you have some data points on that. Yeah, so video is hugely important. And, and we hear that all the time from a Brightco standpoint. I mean, we are an online video platform. When we go to industry events, we often get the, I, I don't, I just don't, I don't have the budget to create all those videos. I can't, I can't hire an agency or I can't hire, uh, I don't have an on-house, in-house video team to get that executed. But in reality, there's so many different types of videos that you cre can create and you can create them yourself. So there's a lot of really great tools out there. I have um, a counterpart on my team who is actually kind of a, a self-made or a self um, he really likes to do video and he started a little bit of a side company that he does it, but he walks around, he used to walk around with his cell phone on a, a gimbal. So your, most cell phones that you have in people's hands have 4K video. So that's a great opportunity for you to just capture a moment or capture your CEO talking or if you were, you're trying to get a message out, just using a phone and a cheap micro, uh, your phone and a cheap microphone is an easy way to get video out. There are there are places where you need to spend a little bit more on video, but um, there there's definitely the opportunity to have more of those candid videos. But like you were saying, video is uh, sort of important. It, it is very important when it comes to creating your campaigns. And we, when we were building this product, obviously we were getting to know the market. Or we know the market pretty good, but we wanted to get some real statistics and research. So we found that even just mentioning the fact that you have a video embedded in your email, it, it increases the subject line uh, or increases the open rate by about 13%. And if you have videos that you have embedded in your website, uh, increases organic traffic by 55%, which is amazing. And if you have, um, we've also seen that if you have videos on like a landing page or you're promoting, if you, we did a series uh, last fall also, that it, that talks about video marketing masters and having the videos on that landing page actually showed a version of about 80%. And, and especially one of the biggest pieces why we um, like to vouch for having video on a landing page is that 
search engines um, actually rank videos higher. And you can actually see about 157% increase in organic traffic from search engines just by having videos on your website, which is huge. Yeah, I, I, I have to, to again, agree, agree with you 100% um, that, you know, we've seen just in, you know, making a, a video recording of these podcasts and putting them on YouTube and then, you know, embedding them as part of our blog post uh, on our own website. You know, we've seen, I mean, unbelievable um, just the, the spike and the consistent, you know, increase in traffic. Um, I know I want to say in 2019, probably the most popular video that people came to watch was uh, what the heck is OTT and why should you care? Um, and so I, I think that video was probably one of the, I know for sure it was one, the most watched video because people are trying to understand, you know, how can we leverage that OTT technology um, and, and be able to, you know, have our, our ads show up when, when people are watching digital content uh, and, you know, and seeing that, that video, you know, play. And I think that leads us into the next thing that I wanted to talk to you about, which was that very thing. Like, I've got this video. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. Um, you know, wherever all the different channels that I've got out there. And as a brand, how in the world am I going to manage and analyze all of this data from all these places? You know, do I have to go get YouTube's insights and then look at my Facebook insights? Like, you know, how can brands really do that um, effectively and why is that important? Yeah, data is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about when it comes to video because video does provide data points that you would not be able to get uh, from like words on a website or words on a, in a white paper per se. Uh, video allows you to, in the tracking of video, you can see that Meredith has watched two-thirds of the video if you have that video connected to your marketing automation platform per se. So you know exactly what messages she has received from the video that you're doing. So you're even getting a more of a warm introduction because you can follow up with that third data point. Say you have, she watched two out of the three data points that you wanted to get across in that video. You can reach out with a much more tailored response and a tailored um, message to her to sort of try and catch her eye more than saying, hey, I, I saw that you you downloaded my white paper. Did you like it? it? Instead, you can say, hey, I saw that you, or you, you saw one in, data point one and two, but did you actually, what do you think about this third data point or something similar to that? But data, depending on the video platform that you have, you can actually collect all of that data from a single uh, platform. So with Brightcove, you have the ability to collect all of your social videos, uh, the videos on your website, and see all of those statistics from a single standpoint. And that's one of the pillars that we built recent applications uh, based off of because we saw that marketers were having to go into their marketing automation platform to see how many um, emails and click-throughs that they've had on their landing pages, and then they have to go to their Facebook page, like you were saying, and another YouTube page, and collect those data points, and it's very, it's very time consuming to get a holistic picture of how your campaign is doing. And then and the, the biggest points that we found when we were talking to marketers was that they said, I get a thousand views 
a thousand video views on my on the video that I have on my website, but it's that good. It's a product overview video. Should I be getting more? Am I above the or am I ahead of the crowd with what I'm seeing? So having the ability to sort of benchmark against themselves was something that we heard on every single conversation that we had. I know from a marketer myself or even personally, if I publish if I push something out that's focused on my wedding or I have two very cute little nieces, those get higher engagements than whether it's something for like work related or something uh, about my dog. So depending on the content and depending on what's going out, it has higher conversions and higher uh, engagement. And that was something that we wanted to um, focus on when we were creating this application because yes, if you have a product overview video, you're getting X amount, but how is that in comparison to other product overview videos that are in the industry and how can I improve my videos moving forward? So the only way you can get that information is through data and data is just hugely important and something that video can give you that you can't get anywhere else. Yeah, I, I, I think that, um, you know, there are, there are definitely, I was just talking uh, about this with my team yesterday in a meeting we had, and we were talking about, you know, how the, the last probably six decades of, of video content that, you know, has really been sort of the standard of video has been influenced heavily by linear TV and, and creative for linear TV. And the problem with, with or I don't know if problem is the right word, I think maybe Achilles heel would be a better um, point here is, you know, with, with a video campaign and, and having the ability to, you know, distribute multiple pieces, almost most people would think of it as A-B testing, but the difference when you have a, a more robust and more strategic video campaign that you've broken down your marketing cohorts or your you know, specific um, motivational points of your target audience, it's really more A to Z. So we literally for campaigns often have, you know, a dozen, two dozen, and at one point we had like 67 videos running at one time as part of a campaign, but people were broken up into, like you said, you know, if Taylor responds to this very specific data point, you know, create and have video content that specifically speaks to that, where she's not seeing, um, you know, content around a data point that doesn't matter to her, right? And so, when you have that linear TV, one single piece of creative, and you're trying to you know, reach all these different data points, you're really watering down your message and you're really not able to leverage the kind of technology that you know, a, a program like Bright, Brightcode Campaign would allow you to look at this data and go, okay, here are the 67 videos that we were running as part of our campaign. And what we recognized was you know, the, the points in A, B, C, F, G, L, and Z, those are really just skyrocketing. People are just absolutely going bonkers for that. And having that kind of insight and data, because you broke out your marketing messaging into very contextual, personalized content, 
based on you know the the strategy that you did in the beginning that really allows you to have a more meaningful campaign and can better inform you for future campaigns and i think that as we continue as a society to move forward in a more personalized world the way we consume media like lauren i'm quite sure that your pandora channel and my pandora channel are totally different and i bet that my Netflix channel of, you know, recently watched videos and movies is different than yours. So leveraging that and understanding that in the context of, of the world we live in and then having an application like Bright Cove, um, you know, campaign to be able to take that aggregate data and help inform your company or brand in how to make smart business decisions about your marketing efforts um, based on data and not just, you know, the CEO's personal preference of whether he liked the video or not. You know, like that is so fundamentally different. And, and I am so excited that you guys uh, have launched this product. And I think that a lot of brands are going to find value uh, from a product like this. And um, any, any last thoughts that you have about just video and, and campaigns in, in, in general? Um, I guess only last point I was thinking of when you were sort of talking right then is that sort of understanding even what statistics you are getting, how you can optimize from there. So, for example, when we launched this product, we put our sizzle video out um, on a landing page that people can sign up to get uh, more information. Um, and we saw that um, the the play rate of it is a little bit lower than the industry standard for that type of video based on the benchmarks that we got from actually using the product, so drinking our own champagne there. But we saw the play rate. So people that were clicking play was lower than average, but they completed the whole video. Almost, it was a, I believe it was like 96% uh, completion rate for the video. So anyone that watched the video watched the entire thing, but we, the people that weren't clicking play on the video uh, didn't get to it. So to me, that says the content of the video is, and compelling enough for people to watch the entire video, but I need to make people want to click it more. So can I change the thumbnail of that video? Can I change the text around the video? How can I get people to click that video? Because the people that are clicking that video sort of have watched the entire thing and have really gotten that full message. So I think when um, I wanted to make sure that when people listen to this and they say, that you need to optimize your video. I don't mean you need to go and redo the entire video. You might just need to update your thumbnail of the video, update the text around it, maybe make the thumbnail more compelling and sort of put in what they're going to expect to see from that video. That doesn't mean you have to redo the entire thing. It just means there are different ways to optimize. And that's one of the cool features that's coming out soon um, is that we will give the ability in that sort of advice based off of your play rate and your score um, from the product. So again, giving not only giving you the data, but giving you advice on how to make it better. Uh, love that, love that. Lauren, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. Yeah. Kudos to your team and Brightco for, uh, again, just continuing to evolve your product and service offerings to meet the demands uh, of brands when it comes to uh, video marketing. Uh, once again, thanks again for joining the show. And uh, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Digital Marketing Podcast and Video Series where we talk about 
digital marketing and tactics to help grow your business. I'm Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Tune in next time. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you.